yeah. Don't it sound so epic? Horns are screaming, I ain't the one you wanna mess with. Use a joke, I ain't the one you wanna jest with. The battle's coming, you only got a few seconds to run. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, this is Matt from Cincy Jungle. Welcome to Coach Speak. Well, here we are, the Bengals back in the playoffs. The rebuild going faster than expected. And, and here we are, the Bengals not only not just sneaking into the playoffs, winning the division and, you know, looking like a team that, that could be a real contender. You know, they, they haven't turned that hump yet, but I really think that's what's going on in the AFC. I, I think the, the Titans are the most consistent team, and I think that's why they're the number one seed. You know, I think teams like the Bengals, like the Chiefs, like the Patriots, like the Bills, you know, I think they've all been in a position where it's like, ooh, they might be the team to beat. Um, you know, even though there's some obvious deficiencies, you know, when you look at uh, the, the Patriots uh, with the young quarterback, when you look at, you know, the Bengals uh, still being a pretty young team and, and having some problems on the offensive line. You know, I think all those teams have been in position. You know, really the beginning of the year, the, the Bills were the ones who were in the best position. But, you know, they showed they have trouble winning key games. They, they step on their own feet a little bit. Um, and... You know, some of these other teams have done the same thing. So, you know, it comes down to who's in the best position now. You know, that's something that Zach Taylor talked about in his press conference uh, earlier this week. You know, being in position, in position, excuse me, to play your best football in December and in January, that's key. You know, and I think that's a, a developmental thing. Um, and, you know, in terms of getting better and better every single week, you know, we see that with the New England Patriots year in and year out where in September sometimes it's even with even with Brady you know it's in September there'd be some cracks and people would be like "Ooh, this might be it maybe this is the end of the dynasty and you know sure enough um they keep getting better and you know what we've seen with the Bengals in the past is sometimes they flash early on and then injuries tend to mount you know I think that's something that Zach Taylor doesn't get enough credit for um I, I think there's been some improvements in the depth but I also feel like they're doing something different. You know, the way they're taking care of their players in practice, giving rest days. Um, Zach Taylor talked about that when he was asked about what does a good practice look like uh, in his press conference this week. And, you know, I think most of us hear that question. I hear that question, and, you know, I, I think it's going to be like focus and crisp. And I mean, I'm a, you know, I, I coached football for a long time, and uh, those are the things that I think of. And he talked about, taking care of each other, you know, working hard, but understanding, you know, when to not, when this jump ball situation, you just let it go, you know, when to get in position, but to let go of a tackle, you know, those sorts of things in order to take care of your, your teammates, take care of their bodies uh, while getting the right kind of work. Um, and the fact that he answered that question like that, that emphasis, that just shows you that I think he is a big part uh, of, of where they're at and how they have had much better injury, quote unquote, luck than they have in the past and you know certainly than they have in the past but but also then uh some other teams have in 2021 and now 2022 so uh you know injuries happen obviously there's some aspect of luck that goes into it but uh you know i i think that that shows something that's an underrated aspect of what's going on and that is part of being ready and being ready to play your best football in december and january that's why you rest guys on week 18 
you know, I, there's different ways to look at that, and you have to look at the psychology of your team and how ready they are and how they can come out and compete the following week after doing something like that. Um, but that's why you do that sort of thing. You know, it's it, again, you, it's development, but it's also being healthy at that point. So, so that was huge. Now, once again, we're we're in this position. We're a little ahead of schedule where we expected to be. Uh, Taylor talked about how they've consistently stuck to the game plan. You know, he, uh, the coaching staff, Duke Tobin, ownership, you know, they weren't going to drastically change course because the first two years weren't great. And I think we are very reactive as a society, and we, they're certainly very reactive in the NFL. We've seen all, all these coaches get fired after two, three years, one year, like, like you've got to believe in it. Like you've got to give things time to develop a little bit. And I'm not saying that every coach that got fired was, was a great coach, but I mean, there were certainly some situations there where it's, where it's a head scratcher. It's like, all right, they were making progress. There's some good things. You know, I think you look back at 2020 and they were making progress. There are some good things going on. Burrow got hurt. If he didn't get hurt, you know, that, that might be an eight win team. Like that, that's a, roughly 500 team even though they weren't doing it at the beginning of the year like they were starting to put some things together you know that 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 intermittent step of hey maybe they can squeeze their way into their playoffs you know that year that was kind of taken away uh by the borough issue there so look there's been communication and you know for all of the heat that the brown family that the blackburn blackburn family takes um this is a good thing, you know, having the faith, picking the right guy, you got to make the right decision, but then you got to back it up and you got to give it time and you got to be patient with it. Uh, you know, and, and that's something that Taylor said, he said, I'm thankful for their patience, you know? So for all that we talk about this being a bad job, I think it's, it's a pretty good job, you know, in that you've got ownership that, that gets that, that understands that and sticking with a guy and giving them a chance. It's not a bad thing. You know, it, it, it gets a bad rap, but it's not a bad thing because these things take time. Uh, and he talks about that. Hey, it takes time. You know, we didn't skip any steps. We didn't do any uh, drastic free agent decisions or crazy things in the draft. Uh, it's kind of a rough quote of, of Taylor early in the uh, in the week. And, you know, like, look at some of these other franchises. You know, look at all the, all the things that the Dolphins have done. And we had a lot of people talking about how, well, the Dolphins are doing it right. Yeah, get away from that contract and this contract and accumulate draft picks, blah, blah, blah. Like, you got to actually draft the players, too. I mean, you look at a lot of these teams that have accumulated a bunch of first-round picks, and you see a lot of first-round picks that aren't working out that great. You know, the, the, the Dolphins, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, Tunsil, you know, trading Tunsil away. Where's their O-line now? You know, trading Minko away. Minka's a really good player. Um, and, and I get there were other things there were other things going on with those players. But, uh, you know, like accumulating picks and giving up players isn't always the way to go with those sort of things. You know, so the Bengals didn't come in and do a bunch of crazy stuff. Would it have been nice to get something of value out of a, out of a Dalton, a Green, a, a, a Geno Atkins, you know, those guys? I mean, yes. You know, we, and we talked about that at the time. But, like, they weren't going to do anything crazy just to do it. You know, and I, and I think that's what gets lost. You know, I think we, we, we want action just to see action sometimes. And sometimes, you know, you got to sit back and say, no, like, it's the right kind of action is what we need, not just action for 
the, the sake of action. All right, so being in the best position, okay? Uh, you know, they've talked about, according to they talked about they're going to have the same expectations. You know, they're already at a high standard of their expectations, so they don't need to raise the expectations. They don't want guys pushing too hard because of the playoffs. And they've got a bunch of guys with playoff experience, all right, whether it be at the NFL level, whether it be at the college level. Let me look, look at, that's why they're drafting these big programs. How many guys have they drafted out of Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, and Clemson? You know, like these guys understand these games, understand how to compete in these games, uh, and not just Burrow, but like the stage isn't going to be too bright for these guys. Uh, he has about, talked about responding, excuse me, to adversity, handling uh, tough situations. You know, they've done that throughout the year. Um, they've dealt with a lot of different situations. Obviously, some games have gone well for them, some games have not. Uh, but he talks about not being too high, not being too low. You know, and he, and he feels that the way the season has gone, they've finished strong. They're in a position where they have high confidence. And, yes, they are in position to play their best football right now in January in the playoffs, hopefully getting that first playoff win in many of your lifetimes, not mine, uh, but many of your lifetimes. Uh, be the first one I really remember, though. <laughs> be honest with you. So, um, so yeah, I mean, like th- this is this is great. I mean, this is this is exciting. It's an exciting time, and you know, we don't know if we're we're gonna get another one. You know, we'd like to say this is the beginning of something, but you can't treat it that way. You know, YOLO. We got to go after it now, and, and we got to live this. And like I said, I don't think anybody in the AFC has really run away with it yet. Uh, the Titans are the most consistent. The Bills. Definitely, the Bills and Chiefs definitely have the talent. You know, the Patriots have some good things going for them. They understand the game. Um, but it's anybody's, it's anybody's conference right now. Uh, now, one more thing, and I, and I touched on the Patriots. One thing I love about watching the Patriots, and, you know, I live in the New England area, so I watch the Patriots all the time. You know, I watch the pa- Patriots um, not as much as I watch the Bengals, but I watch every one of their games anyway. Uh, and, and one thing I really love about watching the Patriots is you can always tell, well, it's like a game to me. It's like, what is Bill trying to do here? Because it's a fully encompassed game plan of how he thinks that game should go and how they should win it. You don't see that in every game. And, like, I don't always agree with it. It doesn't always work. Um, but, like, that's, a, that's the game to me. It's like, what's Bill trying to do here? All right, what's, what, what's the idea? How does he think this game should play out? And... Uh, Taylor talked this week about how early in the week they discuss, you know, how the game needs to go. They formulate an overall game plan. I think that gets broken out a lot. I think we, we focus too much on offense and defense, but, you know, that's the overall. How's the offense, defense, and, and the special teams going to interact uh, in all three phases? You know, that is that is key. That's an underrated thing. And I think we saw that last year. Sometimes they were protecting the defense uh, with how conservative they were on offense. I think we see sometimes they, they're running the ball a little bit more because they're protecting the pass game, you know, kind of within the offense, uh, that level of relationship and uh, complementary football exists as well. So, you know, it's, it's big to me that, that he sees the game that way. And, I, and honestly, I see a little bit of that with the Bengals. Not at the Belichick level, but I see a little bit with the Bengals. It's like, all right, I'd like to see this, but I get why they're not doing it. Uh, this game... You know, the first time they played the Raiders, they, they ran the ball a lot, uh, quite successfully, I might add. Uh, but they did that in order to take some of the heat off Burrow. You know, but now they've gotten better at 
you know, Burrow's gotten better at kind of avoiding the rush. They've gotten better at making some of these big plays despite some of the issues they have in the pass protection. So will they air it out? Will they go for it? They don't have to worry about Burrow surviving the season anymore because it's one game at a time. You know, I think maybe they're more conservative early because they wanted to limit Burrow's hits, which sounds crazy given how many hits he's taken. But look, imagine if they were just going empty and chucking it deep all the time, how many hits he would have taken if they hadn't committed to running the ball that way. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how exactly that plays out uh, as we as we move forward here. So very exciting time for Bengals fans. I'm, I'm excited to see what that game plan looks like. I think it is going to be a little bit more fun for fans. I think we're going to see more of that empty stuff. I think we're going to see some, some more shots to chase some big plays in this game. Uh, and I'm here for it. I'm excited for it. So this is Matt Menick for Cincy Jungle. Looking forward to uh, uh, to this playoff win this weekend. Uh, breaking that curse, breaking that narrative. Who day? Yeah, we coming for with sours. Yeah, we coming for with sours. You hit it.